Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast, you sexy animals. Joining me today is an actual bona fide living rock legend. I'm joined today by the awesome, ass-kicking, face-melting Jackie Jacks Chambers from the longest-standing all-female rock band in history, the iconic, the game-changing, the trailblazing girl school. Jackie, how are you? Hey, I'm really good, James. Thank you. Great to hear it, man, because we're going through some strange times at the moment, so I'm glad to know that you're well. And how were you... um... How were you during the pandemic is something that I want to ask, because as a fellow musician, um, with somebody who most of my friends are, you know, musicians, we've all had a slightly different experience. So I'd be interested to know what someone in your position w- was like in the pandemic. Well, yeah, slight understatement about everything that's going on at the moment, isn't it? Yes. It's great for us, song- it's great for us songwriters, though, because it um, gives us lots of, um, lots of things to write about, let's say. Yes. But the pandemic, it was a, an unusual one for me, because I think, like most people... The very beginning of it was like, oh, lovely, a little break, time to do some other things like gardening, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> it's like the garden looks like a jungle out there, so it's like the neighbours were taking bets on when the weeds were going to reach the line. <laughs> so I think it, it was a good the first three months I was really getting into doing all the gardening and things like that. But I think it kind of separated uh, two categories of people. I think some people let it get them down and they just literally watch the news all day, every day. Mm. And they were, rather than just being informed, they were really inundated. Yes. And I think that made some people a little depressed. Whereas um, I just pretended to get the headlines and then turn it off. I didn't want to be bombarded with all this fear mongering and all this, all this horrible stuff going on with the media. It just overkill wasn't it and I like to meditate so it's like I was just looking after my physical and mental health and I think um, the whole pandemic for me I was just spending more time in meditation looking after my mental health because I could see how it is affecting a lot of other people. That's super interesting so what type of meditation do you do? I do a, a meditation called Raj Yoga which is meditation in the mind it's not like physically sitting in postures and things like that I practice with the um, Brahma Kumaris, which is uh, based Indian-based, where lot sites around the world. But it's just a wonderful, wonderful way to meditate. And what's that involved? So is it is it like mantra orientated, or is it breath, or is it neither? No, none of those. It's just literally controlling your mind. It's it's sitting there. You don't have to sit in a posture. You can do it while you're standing up or with your eyes open mainly. It's just controlling that those thoughts in your mind and making sure they're positive thoughts for yourself, in a sense like a mantra, I suppose, but not actually mantras <laughs> as such. That's yeah, it's, it's just wonderful. If anybody checks that out, it's just so good for you. If you can keep your mind right, then everything else falls into place. You won't be as ill or you won't be as affected by all this nonsense that's going on right now it just you can take it do you know what i mean it, it kind of leaves you a little bit stronger being positive rather than all this scaremongering all the time 100 percent, man i did some um training in transcendental meditation um which is oh, like nice. a, a mantra based one you do it for like 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the afternoon mm. and for the time that i was doing it which was about a few months i can honestly say it was some of the best times of my life i was sleeping way better i had a yeah. calmness of mind but i just found it so mm. difficult to maintain in the kind of the chaos and of and pace of daily life <laughs> you know and then once i fell out of the habit that they, i just found it impossible to go back to that's true it's one of those nice habits to have isn't it Med- meditation i actually get up every morning at four o'clock and meditate because it's the quietest time of the day it's just so peaceful and it's just so easy to do at that time of day when when the business of the day kicks in it's just a lot harder to do 
So at four o'clock is just wonderful. And I, I, because I do that every day, apart from when I'm on tour, of course, because sometimes we're not getting to bed till four o'clock. So it's like, <laughs> you can't do it then. But um, yeah, so I, it's one of the things I make sure I do for myself every single day, do some meditation and that's set for the day then. And what time do you go to bed then? Oh, quite early when I'm not on tour, about nine o'clock. <laughs> okay. About nine o'clock, get into bed about nine o'clock and then I get up at four. Right, because I'm always interested in that because I know a lot of people have recommended getting up at like four o'clock and, and having that kind of time before the world wakes up that's just yours. Oh, it's so much better. It's really, it really makes a difference. I mean, I've tried when I'm on tour and we're, you know, we get up about, I don't know, say seven or eight or something and we've been a bit late, then it's just not the same because everything's going on. You can hear things going on in the streets. Mm. Although, it, you know, you can. You can sort of block it out sometimes when you get used to meditation, but it's not the same. That peaceful time, it just feels clean. That makes any sense. It feels clean and pure, the air and everything. Yeah, I love it at that time. But again, it's it's, it's one of those things that I kind of know is the right thing to do, but I just don't have the discipline to be able to do it yet, you know? I've just kind of made myself do it now. <laughs> and it's good. I'm glad I do. How long have you been doing it for then? About um, six years. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's amazing. It's definitely work. It definitely works. It makes your whole life better. Everything in your life changes when you do it. Because, yeah, your brain's the most important thing, isn't it? Your mind, if you can control that. Yeah, well, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you today. I mean, like, I'm sure you, you've been doing loads of these, like, promoting the things you've got coming up with a band and stuff, and we'll get to that. But um, I, <laughs> I, I, I want to sort of, like, ask you some stuff that you probably don't get asked that often, because I know that can get quite tedious. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I wanted to ask you is, for someone that's sort of been in the game so long, like you have... Um, how do you find the sort of maintaining that balance? I mean, I'm guessing that meditation and yoga and, and these things probably play a big part in that. But how have you managed to avoid the kind of burnouts and uh, keep yourself kind of stable, you know, it, 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 in an industry where so many people aren't able to do that? I think um, being in the music industry, if you don't enjoy it, if you're just doing it for money, you know, that, that is just the wrong way to do things. If you're doing it because you enjoy it, because you still like playing live, you still like writing music, then you won't burn out. I've seen many people go on the stage and, and they just look like they're going through the motions. And you can tell they're miserable up there. You, you can tell they just want to go right. home. You can tell. So I think if you're, uh, if you're enjoying it yourself and you know you're entertaining your crowd, then, you know, you'll get that feedback from them as well. And it helps you more to enjoy the gig even more after that. But if you, could, if you don't enjoy it, just forget it. Because <laughs> yeah. there's no money in it anyway. So anybody who wants to do it for money, anybody who's doing it for money, stop now. It's a waste <laughs> of time. <laughs> I'll save you the trouble. You're in the wrong industry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're totally right. I totally relate to that. As somebody that's done it the other way, um, I wrote a book about uh, my my failed um, 10 years of being an original mm. band, touring in the back of a van and stuff like that. And um, despite the fact that we had some kind of, you know, minor local success on the alternative scene, you know, three albums and touring Europe and stuff, nice. um, I was way too focused on the the business side of things as an mm. independent band you know you're kind of doing everything you have to be a treasurer and a marketeer and a graphic designer and i think mm. focusing on all of that stuff may be way too focused on business yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like was this tour worth it did we break even no we made a loss <laughs> you know and all that sort of shit and mm -hmm. yeah i mean like we'd be playing some awesome gigs in europe and you know on the beaches of italy and the sunshine and i hated every second of it because i was just so depressed and oh, ground down no. by juggling so many different hats you know and i, I think um 
it was only a few years later in hindsight when I came to the realization that you've just said now that like actually I could have just enjoyed the ride and just enjoyed yeah. kicking ass with my friends you know yeah I've given up on the, the masses of money <laughs> the house in the country and all the money because it's just not going to work I mean if you're doing literally you're not going to make money these days with downloads I mean back in the day you could sell cds and you get a percentage of that now it's like what is it not point not 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 percent for a single download or something like that between four <laughs> you're not getting yeah. rich quick are you and you have to sell something no. like to sell uh twenty thousand downloads is like equivalent of one t-shirt a gig or something i some, seem to remember reading recently which is about right i think you have to know a little bit of the business side i think it helps because a lot of the bands from girls school era were completely ripped off by the uh, record label signings and the contracts that people signed. So, I mean, girls school to this day don't own a lot of their back catalogue. Right. So it's like, you know, you've got to know a little bit of business, be a bit savvy, but enjoy the ride. Don't don't get bogged down in all this stats and all the, you know, all that legal stuff. Yeah, I think that's very wise advice, especially because it is, I mean, would you say it's harder now than it was back, you know, back in the day in the 80s and 90s? I think a bit of both because it's harder to get known, but easier because there's YouTube and things. So it's it's accessible to more people, I think. You don't have to have a major record company behind you and millions of pounds to promote you. Anybody can do it. So in some ways, it's easier if you've got a gimmick or something very, very original, then you're more likely to get noticed. But then, again, it's harder because there's so many people can do it. You're competing with millions more now than you were before. Yes. So it can have its advantages and disadvantages, can't it really, the internet? I think so, yeah. I mean, the tools are there. So like, I think back in the day, if you couldn't get a record deal, you know, it was over. That was like the death blow. But mm. these days, you know, yeah, you could still make your record and put it out. But then whether you can get anyone to hear it is, is the major yeah. hurdle, I think, now. Well, that's where the business site comes into it. If you do have a little bit of savvy, then, you know, you can get that together really can't you if you if you know what you're doing whereas somebody at my age i ain't got a clue how to use social media <laughs> it's like okay that's a, that's an emoji right i've got that <laughs> it's just like oh this is just like i don't really want to learn this i'm too old to learn this no you're not missing anything no i know i know <laughs> you, can, you can spend so much of your day i mean I, I generally when i've done all my meditation things and breakfast it's like i'm on social media for about an hour just answering mail and things like that and it can take up quite a lot of your day whereas you just want to be songwriting sometimes you know what i mean oh completely 100 percent, yeah so any advice i give to anybody out there is get yourself a nice manager <laughs> can do it all for you hang on a second a nice manager do they exist well, yeah, that's well. That's the thing. We've got a nice manager with Criteria and Girls Gone. Very lucky, but they don't do any of that. So you need, let's say, a PA then, some a PA rather than a manager, somebody who knows all this stuff. Oh God, yeah, because it, so it's like, a young person. Yes, <laughs> I, I threw myself into the social media stuff because um, you know we got kind of ripped off by everybody. You know, we had to yeah. sue a label to get our money back and got into jail for shooting mm-hmm. somebody. Same old, same old. Yeah, and um, so I was like, right, social media—that's the thing. We can have a direct connection to the audience. You know, we can build our audience and spread the word. And there was a kind of like a golden period where like that kind of worked. Mm-hmm. But I think nowadays the tech companies, being what they are, you know, mm-hmm. they they're changing things constantly with the algorithms and. You you could literally yeah. spend your life trying to please an algorithm for a tech company when exactly like you said we should be writing songs and exactly. playing our guitars you know yeah we can get bogged down in all the wrong things and that's when the enjoyment goes out of it completely completely and do you think for a band in that situation like a young band or whatever that that's trying to navigate the current model 
do you think that live music is still the ultimate way to um to get yourself out there or, or do you think it's changed well i mean obviously if you can do a lot of gigs then yeah but a lot i mean right now we're kind of stuck out with it we can't get out of country well it's opening up now but we couldn't get out of the country so if you're a new band you're basically saying all i'm playing to is people in britain or wherever you're based and it's mostly local, so you can. I think you still need to build up a fan base mm. from the bottom end, as it were, from the ground, and start playing a lot because people do now mm. at least film you and put you on YouTube. A lot of times, that's kind of detrimental as well yeah. because it's so rubbish. There's recording sometimes <laughs> on a on a phone or whatever. It sounds horrible, but at least it's getting you out there. So I think, yeah, you need to do the groundwork and live, and you polish yourself as a band. Don't you? You learn so much when you're playing live about each other and and what people like in in songs and you just learn when you're playing with other people and other musicians so i think gigs is a big part of it definitely i think so yeah for real and um what is the current model with girls school then because uh, obviously you know you've got a massive legacy uh, you mentioned earlier that some <laughs> of it obviously is not owned by the band or anything anymore but has the model as as things have changed mm. over the years have you guys embrace different models for putting stuff out and making your records or have you stuck to you know what's worked in the past we are just girl school we don't listen to anything <laughs> we just it's even if we try to sound like something we wouldn't be because we just when we get our amps we plug plug our guitars and we don't use effects we right. just go straight in and this is how we sound we've never no. really tried to follow a trend we've never tried to well not since i've been in the band definitely we've not tried to follow a trend but it just comes out as we are and I think if you're true to yourself and you play, you know, that's re the real you, then it comes out like that. And I think that's a much better record in the end, whether it's it's dated or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's you and it's real. And I think people appreciate that more than trying to jump on the latest trend on bandwagon. Well, it's working for you. It's obvious when you're trying to do that. It's working for you guys. I mean, yeah, that's why you're here, you know, what, Thank you. 40, 40 years now in the game as a band. But 43, 40, 44 this year. So next year will be our 45th anniversary. That's amazing. I mean, there aren't many bands. There aren't many bands that can, that can say that. I know, it's mental. No, and never split up. There's been a few different members, but never split up. That's amazing. So, I mean, Kim and Denise are the only originals left now. I mean, the, um, Kelly obviously um, died uh, the lead guitarist from the original. So I've been, I'm still yeah. the new girl, and I've been in 23 years. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like Jason Newstead in Metallica, wasn't it? You know, he'd been well, in the band yeah. for decades and he's always Phil the new Campbell. guy, you know. Phil Campbell in yes. 27, whatever it was, years, <laughs> he's still the new boy. <laughs> Hilarious. We used to joke about that quite a bit, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of, we're always going to sound like girls, but we're never going to try and do anything different because we just know that's the fan base as it is. That's what they want to hear. They just want to hear rock and roll songs, nice, simple, no, no proggy stuff, no, yeah. no new technology, no keyboards, whatever, just straight through the amps and straight out there, just rock and roll songs. Amen. I know everyone listening is going to be glad to hear that because the second girls' school start <laughs> using keyboards and shit like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. No. Might get the occasional harmony in here and there because I, I get them in now and then. <laughs> but that's, you know, we're just literally going to record as we are. That's it. This is who we are. This is girls' school. Like it yeah, or man. not. Like it yeah. or lump it, basically. If you like yeah. us, you'll buy it. If you don't, you won't. Yeah, long may you continue, man. Long may you reign and thrive because, well, you know. new album coming out. So, well, next, I say new album coming out. Well, like I've written it. It's not been written yet at all. Right. <laughs> We've got ideas. 
And it's like we're recording in August. I've already booked the studio. We're recording in August, and I think we've got two songs so far. Okay. <laughs> so we've got we've got some work to do. I asked it this morning again. This morning we've got the ideas. It's just trying to get together. You know, it's just hard these days getting together. Yeah. We all live all over the country. Right. And what's your process then? Well, look, for the past 23 years, what I've done, because I'm the only one with a sort of like home studio, I said studio logic, logic audio on my laptop, basically. It's just, you know, it's like in your bedroom. Just put the, the um, drums on, just get a, a thing going, and I write the music generally. Then I'll send it to um, Kim. Uh, what well, past it was Enid as well. So I sent it to them too to put lyrics, and uh, and that's it. We just get together, and that would work like that. It just worked. Mm. <laughs> now, I mean, I'm just right now, I'm just writing loads of music. I'll send it to Kim and she'll say, I like that riff. I don't like that riff. And we sometimes put them together, you know, just it just works out like that. That Well, yeah, I mean, coming back to the technology thing, I mean, how things are different now. I mean, isn't that so awesome that you can do that on a laptop, you know? I can, yeah. But the funny thing is with Kim, because I mean, Kim's, I'm, I'm the most tech in this band and I am really not tech. <laughs> so it's like I send her, I get Kim on the phone sometimes and she's singing to me down the phone and we're recording on a dictaphone. <laughs> That's how old fashioned we are. I walked around <laughs> on a tour last year with a dictaphone taking up ideas, you know, like Kim would come up with some, I'd quickly record it on a dictaphone and then I'd take it home and just play about with it. So we're not tech at all, but it works for us. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. The, girls, the mighty girls' school use dictaphones. <laughs> <laughs> well, only me. I don't think they can even do that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very similar. To, like, I mean, everyone out that I know, and certainly the way that I do it as well, um, is I use the voice notes on my phone, which is, which is the same thing, essentially. It's just a dictaphone. It sounds like crap a lot of the time, you know, but, yeah, you know, when I'm driving in the true. car and like a riff comes to my head or a melody, you know, I'll, I'll leave a little note, voice note to myself with the windscreen wipers in the background, you know. Oh, and I've yeah, got, yeah. Like, hundreds of these things and i just go through and like pick out the good bits you know after yeah. a few months of forgetting what's there and it's like my god what the fuck was i thinking i know what was i thinking yeah it's like what yeah it's all right middle of the night and you're sort of half asleep and you're singing into this, this silly phone <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i mean we've only just literally but i've literally bought a smartphone like uh in december last year what? That's the first. I was literally using a. Me and Kim were using bricks. We called them like you know the mobile phone, the Nokia's, the old Nokia's. Oh shit! We were using them, so no camera, no nothing on it, just a phone, so people could get in touch with us. So I bought a, a smartphone in December, mainly because I couldn't even pay to ca- pack the car anymore without a phone because yeah. it's all one yeah. of those digital things. So I only bought it for that reason. But now I know it's got a, a like you say a voice recorder on that. It saves me taking dictaphone out as well now. <laughs> so I've gone really up in the world. I've got a smartphone and I can record on it. Oh, my God. I'm so, so envious. As someone that spends their life oh. on my phone, you know, doing social media and my <laughs> voice notes and my fucking this, that and the other and just answering messages. <laughs> to think that you've lasted, you know, this this much of your life and you've only just got a, a, a smartphone. Mm. I am so jealous. Yeah. Well, it means I don't have to be with it all the time, or it wasn't, because like I do the social media on my laptop, and then I go out for a walk or whatever in nature just to get away from technology. And um, I just had my brick with me in case of accidents, you know, that sort of thing, or yeah. I needed to call someone. So that's what it was. It was a phone for being a phone. But now you need it to pay this, you need it to that, mm. you need it for passports, and, oh, you need it for everything. So I had to get when I had no choice. So we've come into the, the um, 21st century, as it were now. <laughs> we've caught up slightly. 
Somewhat reluctantly, yeah. <laughs> very, very reluctantly, I'd say yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, make us all a promise that you're not going to install Facebook or Instagram or anything like that on your phone, because otherwise <laughs> that, that next girls' school album is not going to happen if, that, if you do uh, that. <laughs> well, it is on there, but I do literally turn off my uh, Wi-Fi my data as it were and so i won't be tempted unless i need to you know it's like one of those essential things i don't want part of the zombie nation as i call it you know swipe 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 oh yeah and it's very addictive it's easy to get into that man yeah i mean even now when i'm in the van with citeria we've just been and done a couple of gigs and it's like you know i found myself getting involved with the social media when i'm in the van traveling so i'm trying to cut down on that just so i don't do it all the time like everybody else when i see everybody else doing i think nope not doing it. <laughs> no, it just looks feel. like they look like zombies. They're walking around the streets and people are banging into things. And you're thinking, yeah. look up, people. There's yeah. a whole world out here for now. <laughs> I am that guy. I totally agree with you. But yeah, I'm still that guy because it's just so addictive. And you oh. get into the habit of it, you know. So the fact, like I said, I think because you're coming at it at, at this point now, like quite a late, mm. a late bloomer as such, uh, hopefully mm-hmm. you'll be able to resist the... Uh, thing is it's got meditation commentaries on there as well so if, if i'm in the van and i'm like you know we're a long journey i can put those on to really chill out so that's kind of yeah. nice as well yeah there are some handy things i suppose it's like, yeah. like you mentioned earlier you know um about the industry in general these days you know with the technology thing there's good things and bad things about it I exactly mean, it, it, yeah. it, it's great for songwriting because you can you know have a little mini studio in your pocket at all times you know mm-hmm. um it is great you know to stay in touch with your fans and and you know social media and things like that but as long as you can control it and not let it control you which is difficult to do well the one good thing about it is it's so small i can't be bothered <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'll, I'll, wait until I go, I'll wait until i get onto the computer i can see that without my glasses <laughs> so that, that, that cuts me that cuts me down a little bit on social media when i'm in the van <laughs> You sound incredibly centred for someone that's been in rock and roll for as long as you have, or, or, or are you centred because you've been in rock and roll for this long? Oh, maybe, yeah, I've come out the other end. <laughs> I've done all the, the hard drinking and stuff, but, yeah. you know, I've come out the other end, luckily, still here. I've seen, I've seen a lot of people go... Are those days over, or...? Uh... Yeah, I actually quit drinking about, what, six years ago? Right. Six years ago now, so quit drinking. Oh, too much, just too much. <laughs> party animal and you're vegan as well right i am vegan now you see i've got really sensible yeah if my 30 year old jackie would have said to me when i'm this age i would be uh vegan teetotal and meditating i would have just laughed in her face (laughs) (laughs) but here i am yeah well good for you man like i mean i gave up drinking for three and a half years i got back on it uh october last year Um, oh what happened (laughs) Well, I had some uh, family stuff that was, it wasn't just that really. It was, uh, stress was my thing. Um, Mm. Because, I mean, I I was pretty much, I'm sure you can relate, you know, drinking every night for about 10 years, you know, when I was doing Mm. the band thing properly. Um, Not an alcoholic or not drinking in the daytime, but every night after gigs and it becomes Yeah, that's how it happens, yeah. It becomes, yeah, it's the lifestyle, isn't it? And after a while, I just got so fed up. You should get back into meditation. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think it's... Get back into your meditation instead of the, instead of the booze. That'll do you more good. Well, you seem as if you've got the whole package working for you there. You know, you're eating right, you're, you know, you're exercising, you're not drinking, you what, you're meditating. It makes you so much happier when you do that. I mean, you know, I, just, I don't think I've been this happy in my life. <laughs> really? Yeah, everything just seems... Even though there's all this going on around me, I feel really content, really happy. It's, I think that's the meditation more than anything. And eating well, your body's in good shape, you know... 
a few grumbles because I'm getting old because we're all wearing out. <laughs> but yeah, all good. Well, that's you know that's the best thing to hear from anybody, isn't it? That you've never felt better. So if there, if ever there was an advert for, for that type of lifestyle, then having Jacks from fucking girl <laughs> school, <laughs> yeah. to, you know, you, you've been there and seen the other side. So I mean, if you're saying yeah. that, then people should listen. You know. Yeah, you got to do. I suppose most people have to do it. They feel like it's a passage, right? A passage almost in bands, isn't it? You end up doing the, yeah. the all the drugs and everything in the past. That you just have to sort of try it, but. If you can buy, bypass that, just do it. Well, you, you're making me think now. Yeah, because otherwise you just, you're going to go through it and you'll end up coming out the other end anyway. Either that or you don't, which has happened in a lot of cases. Yeah. Seeing a lot of people go and a lot of people, you know, ruin their lives because of it all. So Yeah, oh, for sure. They're not here anymore. So they're not here, sadly. So No, a lot of talent as well. A lot of unwritten classic songs. A lot songs of talent. And, you know... A lot of talent, yeah. And depression has got a few people as well. So, again, meditation for depression, one of the best things you can do. Mm, what was Stop the... drinking if you're depressed as well. <laughs> so, yeah, well, you're, you're totally right. I mean, like when I, I didn't drink for like was three and a half years, like I said, and I got to be honest, I, I felt great. I didn't miss it at all. Mm. Like socially, mm. I didn't, I've never needed it for that really. Um, my moods were a lot more stable. My emotions were stable. I was getting twice as much done with my day because I wasn't yeah. hungover. And yeah. I really, I didn't have a problem with it at all. The only thing that got me was stress. And like you say, if I was meditating, it probably wouldn't mm. have got me. In the end, it was like, I just need a little, a little, release a little bit of that steam at the end of the weekend. You know what I mean? And um, that yeah. kind of was the hook that drew me back in. And now I'm back on the Jack Daniels, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was all, my all failing. <laughs> I know when I actually, really? when I actually quit, I think it was in 2005, 15. We were just about to go on tour with Motorhead. I thought that was probably the worst time in ever. Oh, shit. I thought, if I can get through a Motorhead gig uh, tour without drinking Jack Daniels, because it's just practically thrown at you, then I'll be all right. So that was the ha- that was the um, hurdle, as it were. But once I got over that hurdle, it was easy after that. I didn't miss it at all now. Don't miss it even slightly now. I can imagine if you can pass the touring with Motorhead test, yep. it's, you know, sobriety test, then I think you're, you're on the home stretch. That was a tough one, but once you pass that, that that was it. Yeah, I did. I came out. I thought, yes, <laughs> I can do it. I can. Oh, that's amazing! And six years later, you're still you're still there. Yeah, yeah. I don't even want to drink. I really don't. Don't fancy it at all. I felt like that, you know, I, I really feel like I could go back and I feel like I will go back at the moment. I got something going on, you know, in my life, like I say, with my family and stuff like that, that um, it's kind of a little uh, crutch as such, you know, it's just giving yeah. me a little bit of a, you know, a little pillow to get my head on at the end of the night sort of thing. But um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. But I feel like my, where I, where I, my failing was that I wasn't doing some of the other stuff that you're talking about. And mm. just hearing you talk about it, like the meditation and eating well and exercising really nature, makes me yeah. want to do it, you know, nature oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm. it's funny because when you don't drink it's funny watching other people who do you can really see you think oh my god that was like this yes <laughs> people people watching you think oh you turn into a real idiot when you're drinking oh yeah yeah you think yeah you're the worst advert for drinking because i i don't want to be like that <laughs> oh yeah it's like oh yep so glad i quit are the other are the other girls in the band the same um, well, actually, none has really partied that hard when we're on tour now. I mean, we're at that age now where partying was the hangovers were horrible. And when you're traveling, you know what it's like when you're traveling and you've got a hangover, it's hell. Oh, yeah. So when you're in your 50s, it, it, when you're in your teens, it's easy. You get a hangover, you get up at nine o'clock and you're back on it 
quick sandwich and you're away, aren't you? A bit of carbs, a bit stodge, as we used to call it, and we're back up you get. But when you're in your 20s, it gets a little easier. When it's 30s, it gets a little harder. 40s, a little harder still. 50s, it's almost like, oh, God, give me a day to recover. <laughs> I feel like that now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, you need a whole day just to get recovery. <laughs> so, yeah, it won't work. And, and traveling, when you're traveling like that on flights and in vans, it's just horrible. The day is just wasted because you're just literally trying to find ways to get comfortable your head. <laughs> Oh, there's no point. Yeah, no, no. No, I don't. I, I just hear when you talk. Then, yeah, yeah, it just reminds me of those days. Jesus Christ! I mean, we we never got to the point where we had like a, a tour bus or a crew or anything like that. So we would do it in a transit van, sleeping in the van as well. Because I was oh, short, man. I would sleep in the front, and we used to. Our, our trick basically, because we couldn't afford hotels, was to um, we would drive away from the gig. Uh, and the night of the gig so that we could get out with the city traffic for the morning and then we would park up in like a service station kind of halfway to the next gig or something um and just sleep in the van and then in the morning oh, we'd have man. you know coffee and stuff but because i was the shortest and i used to sleep in the front because obviously we had the gear, <laughs> with the in the gear back stick. As well. <laughs> yeah i had the gear stick and, oh, I, and to stop the um my curtains were basically like I would I would gaffer tape like towels and t-shirts to the window. Oh <laughs> like no! That. Oh, it sounds horrendous. Brutal. We've all done that sort of thing, though, haven't we? Let's face it. In the past, <laughs> it is hard though, and I think hey, the the glamour of rock and roll, eh? Well, you guys kind of—I'm sure you—you you know, you guys had your your time doing that as well in the day. But then, you know, luckily, you kind of and through, and through the hard work and perseverance and and, and being awesome, <laughs> you know, you kind of uh, managed to elevate beyond that point. Well, it's uh, funny we, we, our rider now—it's not like you know when people say they have awkward riders, like you know your your usual no blue and M and M's and all that stuff. Our rider is really simple. We need a bedroom each, a hotel room each, just so we have a little bit of time on our own. That's it. That's our luxury. We don't want anything else. Just make sure we have a hotel room where we can go away at the end of night and just get some time on our own. <laughs> that sounds like heaven. Not that we hate each other or anything. It's just it's just a good thing to do when you're on tour because you're in a you know it's like you're in a van twenty four well quite a lot of hours let's say and then yeah. you're in a dressing yeah. room together then you're in a, if you're sharing rooms as well you're talking twenty four seven so you can't get away so if you have that hotel room on your own then it's just it's just that little few hours in it of just peace for yourself. Oh, it sounds like bliss. Sounds like bliss. So now we're doing that, yeah. I mean, we didn't when I first joined the band, we were sharing, but yeah. When you sleep with somebody who snores. Oh, God, yeah, I had some of them. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, I won't say who, but yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, you've got to give us an exclusive. Who's the snorer in the band? I won't say who, but, she, but she's the loud one on drums. Oh, right, okay, we'll, we'll put that out there and see if people can guess who it is. Put it in the comments. <laughs> They'll kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody knows. Actually, everybody knows anyway because we had a, a snoring on the um, album when, when we did. Uh, which one was it? Uh, oh, was it Legacy? I forgot now. No, I forgot. There was some snoring on the beginning of one of our albums. Oh, <laughs> and that's a certain drummer in the band. <laughs> that's the worst when you get a snore. It's funny enough. It was the drummer in our band as well. Oh, it's the drummer in it. Oh, it's the drummer. The trouble. What is that? <laughs> I mean, we all love drummers. You know, they they are the life and soul of the band. You know, they they're very. I've always found that they're very much the same in their personality. <laughs> I don't know if there's yeah. something about that that draws them to hitting things with sticks. But um, <laughs> but my God, you know, I, I, like we all love drummers. But my God, you know, they 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 can be a handful. You know. Yep, and they snore loud. And they snore loud. <laughs> yeah, I used to blame us. I said after I drink a jack, bottle of Jack Daniels, just get to sleep before you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But then again, we're, we're, we're two guitar players talking here, so we're bound to pick on the poor drummers. And I'm sure if, they uh, were, yeah. if you get a couple of drummers together talking about lead guitar players, they'd be like, oh my God, those Probably. pretentious pricks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me, 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 me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Constantly turning up. Am I loud enough? Am I loud enough? More me. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> So the new album then is going to be um, not with us, you know, this year, I'm guessing. But Yeah, um, we're recording it in August. We probably will release it next year because it's our 45th. So it would make sense to do it for 45th anniversary. So mm. that's what we're telling the record company. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do it next year. Gives us a bit more time. Yeah. <laughs> so 45th anniversary. It's quite a while since we released our last one. We didn't realise how long it was, but because obviously with COVID and everything, the years have just added up, haven't they? When was the last one? Was it 2015? Yeah. So, yeah, we're talking quite a while now. Seven, it's probably eight years when we've done it. It's quite a big gap between albums. But like I said, the way, the way you guys do it, though, I mean, you know, you've got nothing to prove at this point. The legacy's there, the audience is there. And like you said, you know, like you make a record, the way you make it, when you make it, your way, yeah. you know. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, we don't want to force anything. We just do it as we go along. <laughs> and what's um what's happening on the on the on the live front then? So the Alcatraz tour is now yeah, yeah. February, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, we've got um, we've got one this year as well. We're sort of in Europe this year with Alcatraz again. We did one last year with Alcatraz as well. It's kinda of working. We've done quite a bit considering a um, lockdown. We were actually playing when lockdown happened in twenty twenty. We were doing our own tour in Britain. Right. So we were lucky that year to have done like I don't know, half a, a dozen gigs or something before COVID actually hit. And then we had the lockdown time. Then um, as soon as it was over, we were back out again playing in Britain predominantly because obviously getting abroad was really oh, troublesome. You couldn't yeah. really book anything. You never knew if you're going to get cancelled. So, uh, yeah, so now we're starting to, we've got a festival in April in Germany. Then we're going to uh, Prague in May. We've, oh. We did have Russia in May, but I'm guessing that's cancelled. Hmm. Mm, I wonder. Tricky at this point in time, yeah. I don't think we. I don't think we do it. Well, I won't want to do it anyway under process. So yeah. Right. Um, then we've got uh, we've got quite a few things coming up abroad. So lots of festivals, Sweden, and that European tour then with Alcatraz. So mostly festivals, I think. Yeah. Amazing. I bet. Like after the two years that we've had, I bet you can't wait to get out there and do it oh, properly again. Can't, can't wait. And we just did two this year, uh, last month. I think it was. We did with Saxon because they've been postponed since 2019. So people actually had tickets from 2019 still, and we used them the uh, February this. Or was it Jan January this year? I think it was. We did two uh, Manchester and uh, London Apollo. Hammersmith Apollo with Saxon. There were Diamond Hedge, Girls School, Uriah Heep and Saxon on the same bill. That's a good bloody bill, man. Yeah, so two nights. It was just brilliant. Really, really good. Because it's their 45th anniversary, I think. That's amazing. So you've got a lot a lot to look forward to in the summer as well, man. Finally, we've got yeah. to get a little bit of sunshine. You get back out there and do what you guys do best. Oh, yeah, we need that sunshine. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. We've got some here right now. We've got some here right now, but it's not warm enough to go out. <laughs> it's not definitely not warm enough to start gardening yet. <laughs> the garden is still an ongoing project. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still a jungle for now. I'll wait until the neighbours start. <laughs> <laughs> and what's happening with uh, Citeria, your other project? Well, yeah, I've just done two gigs this weekend with them, actually. Um, we, we're doing a, a single. We're doing it differently this year. We're going to do a, an album at the end of the year, but we're sort of taking our time. We're going to do a single in April, a single in June. So 
releasing, you know, drip feeding, as it were, during the year, then put together a whole album. Trying to time it so it's not the same time as girls' school or anything like that, you know. You've yeah. Got to, you know, got to fix things around. And we fix gigs around girls' school all the time. It's just worked. Right. I've done gigs on the same bill, funnily enough, with... We've had a few festivals, three or four festivals, where I've played with Sideria, gone off and had something to eat, maybe got changed and come back on with girls' school. <laughs> wow, that's hardcore, man. Oh, I love it, I love it, I love it. <laughs> more, more, more like that, I'd love it. <laughs> and where's the name come from? It's an interesting name. Well, again, it's, it's, I was reading a book on um, a meditation and it just came up, that word. Because you know it's like when you're finding a band name, we must have written down, I don't know, 50 names. And every time we found one we liked, the four of us, we looked it up and it was some death metal band in Norway or something. Yes, you know? it's always a death metal band. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah it's just something. So every band name, it's like, okay, we're going to have to make something up. So um, uh, when I was reading this meditation book and this word Citeria came up, it was like, I think it was a flower. But spell S I T. Hmm. I've never found it since, funny enough, but that particular day, the universe was telling me something. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, for rock, let's make the I a Y just because it's more yes. interesting. And it means nobody else will have it then if there's another death metal band somewhere that nobody will have it. So we changed the I to a Y and we just call ourselves Cyteria. The problem with that, though, is people keep going Cysteria or, or Hysteria yeah. and <laughs> sounds, sounds like a terrible disease at times. But hey. We got there in the end. It's a really cool name and it looks cool and sounds cool. And it's very, um, I can relate as well from my own experience. I was, my, my band was called Kaishira uh, with a uh -huh. Y. Um, for very much the same reasons because my surname being Kennedy when I released my first album I didn't have a band so I called it Kennedy and Nigel Kennedy's management oh, Nigel um, Kennedy, yeah. mm. they contacted me and said look he calls himself Kennedy so you're going to have to change your name <laughs> yeah. or we'll sue you so I thought well if I make up a name that doesn't exist anywhere then uh, I won't have that problem in the future so uh, and exactly what you said you know, I wrote down pages of stuff that I thought looked cool and it was always taken yep. by some you know Korean company or something like that and, um, <laughs> so I came on Kaishira changed the eye to a Y exactly like you're yeah. describing and um yeah I kind of got lucky but then my, my our thing was that people would always be like Shakira like no Kashira. <laughs> Sh Sh Shakira. So, so exactly the same thing then in the uh Cysteria we're getting all the time because we were for originally we were four girls so we'll call it think it was sister you know like Cysteria right so yeah we got that and then of course <laughs> with the deaf leopard hysteria is getting mixed up all the time with things right. like that Right, it's going to happen, I guess. I mean, like yeah. some of those death metal bands from Norway that you can't even fucking read their name. It's ridiculous. I, I can't. I can't read half of them. <laughs> we did a we did a cruise once, one of those, you know, rock cruises. And I looked at the lineup and I, I don't know anybody on there because I can't read any of them. It looks like a bush. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what's the point of having a T-shirt with your logo on if nobody can read it? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it looks like a collection of twigs. Yeah, it's like okay. It looks like yeah, a tree, it does look like trees, doesn't it? Like some kind of gothic tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think like the more illegible your logo, the heavier the band. I think that's the the rule. I think. <laughs> I think it must be. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you how you managed to juggle both those bands then, because I mean, I'm imagining Girl School is pretty much a full time uh, project at this point. Yeah. Well, we kind of really, I started Sideria because girls' school weren't doing as much as I wanted right. to do. Because obviously, having been together at that point, like nearly 40 years at that point, it was like people were just like wanting to do festivals and just do less touring because, you know, we've all got home lives and things like that. So um, I put together Sideria just to fill in the gaps because I absolutely love being out on, on the road and being on tour and writing and things. That's my, you know, what I love doing. 
So I put Saitira together, and then, of course, in, uh, we got really busy with Motorhead Tour, and then <laughs> this tour, and then that tour, because we were all over the place. So it never really got started until um, 2016. But, yeah, I've just managed to fit it around. It's because, obviously, I was booking the gigs to start with. We've got sort of a manager now doing that for us. But, yeah, it just works. We just make it work. The two managers talk to each other. Every now and then, things clash. But um, in the in the past five, six years, we've managed to work it out so that it doesn't. That's awesome. And outside of those two bands, then, you're literally a free agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I do a little bit of gardening. <laughs> <laughs> you are officially living the dream. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I've, I've been, um, I say studio, my bedroom, <laughs> with the Logic Audio this morning, sort of trying to write. So for both bands, it's like I write, I generally write a song, and then just at the end of it, I think, oh, that's too poppy for girls school, or that's too heavy for Citeria. Because obviously, when I started Citeria, I didn't want it to be the same as girls school. It's still going to be me doing, you know, what I'm doing, but it's like I didn't want it to be the same. There's no point, yeah. is there? No, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's good to have like an outlet for the other stuff that doesn't fit with the one thing, isn't it? Yeah, because obviously I, I like harmonies. I'm I'm from the old pop, uh, sorry, from the old punk culture. Yes. So, you know, I was like punk rocker in my old days. So it's like I like that energy of punk, although girls' school has punk as well. It does, it's, it does, yeah. Yeah, and obviously the lyrics, because I uh, Kim generally writes her own lyrics, although I do write some with girls' school. Um, yeah, so it's nice to be able to have that outlet as well, having some lyrics out there. Yeah, I always thought you guys had a kind of punky edge. Yeah, what girls' school do, yeah. I mean, we get described sometimes when we go on tour, it says girls' school, and in brackets, UK punk. Right. Which is, same for Motorhead, they always got described as punk in certain countries. Germany, a lot of times, described as punk. I was going to say, yeah, because, like, I mean, you guys, I guess, traditionally would be classed as, like, new wave of British heavy metal, but I always thought Motorhead had a not just musically but like the attitude and the ethos and everything mm. i thought was had a lot more in common with punk rock than uh than metal oh definitely know? yeah yeah definitely I mean, it's, you know it's like you just get put in a genre no matter what you are yeah i mean a lot of times uh, when because i start when i started citeria we got put in the metal bracket just because i'm in girls school and i'm thinking we're not right. metal <laughs> we're yeah. really not metal i mean girls school aren't metal they're rock but they're not metal, metal. No, there's so no, many no. different genres of metal now, isn't there? Are you still, have you still got a bit of punk rock in you, do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. I mean, you read some of my lyrics sometimes, it's like, oh, that's a little bit, it's not going to work for girls because it's too political. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I use those besides here. I mean, I think we got banned from one radio station for a song I call New World Order. I don't think they like the lyrics in it. So we're talking really? about corporations. Yeah. New World Order because it's about corporations. Things, you know, like, uh, Codex Elementarius and Agenda 21 and Bilderberg and false flags, stuff like that in there. Okay, you're into all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, that was when I was, I played with a punk band called Blitzkrieg. I don't know if you know them. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I was still in girls' school, but back in the, I think it was about 2010, 9, 10, and I wrote New World Order then for Blitzkrieg. So we did it with Blitzkrieg, and they actually re recorded a version just recently. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not quite as heavily political now when I'm writing lyrics. I just kind of write what's going on in my head. But right now, it kind of lends itself, doesn't it, with what's going on? 
Oh, hell yeah. Plenty of content at the moment, man. Bloody hell. I mean, there has been for a few years, isn't there? I mean, like yeah. uh, now now more than, than ever, really, I suppose, with, you know, what's happening in Ukraine and Russia and, you know, the censorship mm. and propaganda that's happening in the, you know, on our side of the fence as well. But I mean, you know, prior to that, I mean, you know, the past two years have been mental with the pandemics and the protests. Mm. And, and before that, we had the Brexit bullshit and Boris Johnson yeah. and Trump. And, I mean, it's just an endless treasure trove of material. <laughs> you couldn't make this up, could would you really? I mean, <laughs> it's mad. Yeah, so I mean, I got called a prophetess of doom at one point because like a year before things happened, I'd written a song about it and then it came true. Really? So they're all saying, stop, stop writing, stop writing. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault. Stop bloody predicting this stuff. I know when I was writing Reflection, I mean, Reflection was all about being at home and reflecting on your life and, you know, taking time out, taking time out of your busy life. And then COVID happened. Just oh. Reflection came out 21st of February. Look what happened. Oh, shit, Jess. Oh, I know. Jesus I know it's Christ. You've got this mad since you've been doing all this really hardcore meditation. You've tapped into some kind of universal law of attraction or <laughs> this something. This is it, yeah. And you are now... It's happened about three or four times now. They're all looking at me like, oh, my God, stop writing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, actually, I've got a new song. I'll, I'll write some nice, happy new songs now, and then it won't be sad. I was going to say, yeah, I think, I think you know, do, do us a favour now, man. Write some songs about peace, love, and harmony, and, and free, yeah, that's, free, that's... free heating. <laughs> yeah, free heating, yeah. Let's go back to Tesla days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tesla's that's... original plan. That's awesome, like that you're into that stuff. So um, you mentioned like the Bilderberg and stuff like that, because I was well into that mm. stuff for, uh, oh, for yeah. a long time. All of the stuff I write is political. I'm very much, you know, sort of from a punk background as well. Um, so my, my album that came out in the pandemic, my solo album, was called Make Anger Great Again. And, Ooh, um, that's a great title. <laughs> well, it, it actually turned out to be my death blow to the record because it was a month before oh. the Trump's election. So um, oh, no. <laughs> YouTube took the video down. Uh, Facebook wouldn't let me promote it or post anything about it. And we were in a pandemic, oh. so I couldn't perform. None of the magazines were, were like, covering anything because they didn't have any money coming in um so it was all mm. legacy stuff so yeah i just like i really very much similar to what you were saying with the kind of predictive nature of it i was like you know it was written before the pandemic about you know trump mm. and brexit and stuff i was like you know we should be rising up and doing something about this stuff and then fast forward six months later and the whole fucking world is like rioting and stuff it was like oh shit, yeah, you know. well i wrote one um and uh, sort of middle of to end of last year called pause for peace <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the single we're just recording now and it's just ironic that that just happens to be happening now like pause, pause for peace and every time I turn the television off they're all the, on, the, on the news they're all saying pause for peace <laughs> I'm going oh no wow, <laughs> I've done it again <laughs> that's so interesting that's happened so many times with you now that's quite it is yeah, quite yeah, uncanny isn't it a few it's going to happen a few so I'm definitely going to have to start writing some nice cheerful songs yeah man bloody hell I, I hope I'm not going to be tarnished by some kind of evil energy or something now you know since chatting to you <laughs> not evil we're not putting anything out in the universe that's evil <laughs> no. it's all, all all meditation makes it positive we all try to get the positive vibes so we're well, I tell you what, if this, if this chat has, has, um, says anything to anyone, I think it's that we all need to definitely follow your lead on the meditation. I mean, I, you've, 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 ter- you've certainly convinced me to get back on it oh, and, good, and good. give it another go. I mean, it's just, good for, it's just something to be nice to yourself, isn't it? It's just one of those things. If you're kind to yourself, nice to yourself. Imagine if everybody was doing that. Everybody would be nice to each other then. If you're nice to yourself, you'd be nice to each other, wouldn't you? 
Yeah, no, I, I totally, I think there's so much to it. Like I said, I was, I was into it for a while, but I just, I fell, I fell out of the habit. Same with exercise and eating well and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it's sort of this self, this self-perpetuating habits, aren't they? And, um, yeah. and, but for me, so is the opposite, you know, like so is drinking and getting up late and eating pizza and stuff like that. So um, <laughs> to try and break the cycle. Absolutely. Even if you just do it five minutes a day, people always say they haven't got time. But you could you could stand up and do it while you're boiling the kettle. Just take a minute out and just think some positive think thoughts or have some nice, kind thoughts about yourself or the world, putting that positive vibe in. Because that new song I wrote was a, a song called Pause for Peace, but it was about Silent Minute. Do you remember the Silent Minute? Yes. In the World War? Yeah. In the Second World War, um, what's he called? Wellmsley Tudor Paul, something like that, major... Wellesley or Wellesley Tudor, I forget his proper name, but he went to the um, Prime Minister Churchill um, and said, look, we need to put some positive energy into the atmosphere to stop this war. So at nine o'clock every night, Churchill agreed and the government agreed, let's try it. So nine o'clock, this was, I think, it was 1938, something like that. They all went out on the streets at nine o'clock and Big Ben rang nine times and everybody was silent fell silent heads bowed either in prayer in meditation in contemplation and the atmosphere was just really powerful and at the end of the war they captured this uh, um, german high up in the german army and he said we had you had a weapon which we had no chance of beating and that was the meditation that's one minute every night yeah that's it's a true incredible. story. Like you can look that up on YouTube. So that's what the song's about, the pause for peace. It's like, I think we should do that again. That's if everybody did it, imagine. Imagine everybody did it. It would be amazing. Yeah, that's fascinating. Have you thought about doing, I mean, now that you're, you know, you've got smartphone and all that sort of stuff and you're joining social media, have you thought about maybe um, using, you know, Instagram or Facebook or something as a way to, um, like, share some of your meditative practices with people? Mm, yeah, I should do. Yeah, I mean, I do talk to a lot of people about it because people ask me about it. Um, but yeah, I think that if everybody could do this just for one minute a day, it would be amazing. I mean, it's, it's like an atmosphere when you walk into a room and somebody's had an argument. You can feel the atmosphere, yeah. can't you? Yeah. So the opposite opposite is the same, isn't it? If you put good feelings and good vibrations into the atmosphere, then the opposite will be the same. Opposite will be, you know, it will be a nice atmosphere. You know what I mean? <laughs> I totally agree. And, and uh, what was the remind us what the, the the practices that you do again? What's it called? It's called Raj Yoga. R A J Yoga. So it's uh, the Brahma Kumaris from India. Brahma Kumaris. Raj Yoga. Right. I tell you what, I've got so much study. I, I I had no idea the conversation was going to go this way. I thought we were going to be talking <laughs> about you know drinking whiskey and guitar pedals and stuff like that. And the <laughs> tall, tall Being stores, there, that. that's so nineteen nineties. <laughs> 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 I was resisting asking you, you know, what's your craziest tour story, man? And tell me about Lemmy, you know. But, uh, the problem is you can't remember him. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. People ask me sometimes about some of the memories I have, when, and then I think, oh, my God, because half the time I was so drunk, I can't remember. People were telling me the day after what I'd done. <laughs> a few, but, you know, they've all been told now. Yeah, sure sign of a good night, so you can't remember it, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, and then the next day was just a washout, isn't it? So, yeah, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, oh, God, yeah. No, this is awesome, man, because, like, after uh, after speaking to you the day, I've actually got, like, some super interesting homework to do. I've got to go and check out this meditation and, you know, yeah. go listen to those songs we were talking about. Like, yeah, it's super interesting, man. 
so before I let you go, because I've I've been chewing your ear off for like an hour now, and I know you've you know you're busy with everything you're juggling. So uh, before I let you go, I just want to ask, you know, is there anything you want to tell people about what's coming up that that's happening that you want to uh, give a shout out to? Well, um, Citeria are releasing a single in May. Look out for that. Girls' School are going back out on tour this year with Alcatraz in Europe. And look out for us at festivals as well. And we'll be releasing an album next year, if we get on with it and right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So there's, there's loads happening as per usual, which I know is going to be, you know, literally music yeah, to everyone's It'll all be on social media, obviously. <laughs> oh, on the evil social media. Yes. We won't be post well, I probably will share it, but it'll probably be posted by somebody else. <laughs> Record company <laughs> management. <laughs> we just share, that's easy. Share. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I need to get on top of my game. I'm literally going to end this conversation and go and try and you know, like replicate your lifestyle. I'm going to find someone to do Yay. my social media for me. I'm going to start doing yoga <laughs> and I'm going to stop drinking Jack Daniels. Join a band or you start a band with young people in. <laughs> they can all do it. But Citeria, they're they're all tech they're all tech geniuses. All three of them are like tech geniuses. They all work right. in IT and everything, so oh, they're right. brilliant at it. So it means I can just go share. Like, <laughs> dude, you were doing it right, man. You were doing it right. You've got to figure it out, honestly. Yeah, the universe told me. <laughs> so, on that note, then, um, just to finish up, what has with everything you've done in life, with this amazing career you've had now, spanning several decades, and you've you've seen the world. You know, you've you've found success. You've had a creative outlet. Uh, I'm sure you've had lots of ups and downs, and you know struggles and obstacles as well as the massive highs and successes that you've had as you look back now at this point in your life has has a life in rock and roll and a life in a band informed anything about your sort of philosophy on life has it has it taught you anything about yourself or about life yeah life's too short it's like all these people i've seen come and go you know lots of people have died before they've hit 50 it's like trying to be live this rock and roll lifestyle that everybody expects you to be living and yet you've end up not living you know or wasted your time or oh, missed opportunities I think yeah I think I don't regret anything I've ever done I think everything you do leads you to be the person you are so everything in life is worth it for learning from yourself I think you can learn every single day you can learn something new about yourself every day so it's just to keep your eyes open and look out for those opportunities and just enjoy them don't do anything. Don't do anything that you feel is not what you should be doing, not against what you believe in, or don't be pressured by anybody. Just enjoy life and do your thing, and do it your way. Beautiful. I love it. Brilliant lessons for everyone to live by. Spoken from the wise mind of our meditative guru and <laughs> ass-kicking rock star. Jax, it's been an absolute honour to speak with you. Thanks so much for your time. You too, James. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. And I hope it was, uh, you know, different from some of the usual Absolutely. questions. Absolutely. Totally different. Totally different. That definitely took a different turn, didn't it? I'll put you some stuff in the chat as well. Oh, great. Thanks, man. Yeah, for my homework. Yep. There you go. Homework Thanks for you. Thanks so much. And I'll share that with everybody in the link and everything as well. But we'll, we'll try and get some more people meditating. Yes, let's do it. Let's change the world one minute of meditation at a time. Boom. I can't think of a more perfect note to end on. <laughs> Jax, it's been an absolute honor. I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I had no idea it was going to go this way. Uh, I feel like we could probably talk for hours, but I'll let no you go. No worries. Thank you, James. Thanks so much for your time. Best of luck with the tour and everything you guys have got coming up. You too. Up. Lovely. And thanks for all of the awesome music over the years and the decades that you guys have put in fighting for the rock and roll cause. We salute you. 
Here's to many more and a long way you guys continue to reign and I hope we can do this again sometime. Absolutely. Will do. No, I can't wait. Thanks again, Jack. Speak to you soon. Bye. How fucking awesome was that? <laughs> Man, I didn't see the conversation going that way at all. My mind is blown. Yeah, she's really made me think now about getting back on the meditation and, and starting to look after myself a little bit more, you know? What a seriously cool dude. Um, check out girlschool.co.uk. Get out and see the band on the road. They've got plenty of gigs coming up. I hope you enjoyed the chat. Obviously, there's loads more where that came from. And uh, we're going to make sure we get Jax back on as well, for sure. More awesome guests coming up next week. Please do subscribe to the podcast because I say this every week. I need to get those numbers up. So click the, the follow button, the subscribe button. Click like, share, dislike. Just engage with the fucking thing. Leave some comments. You know, leave your opinions. And um, I'll see you guys next week. Have an awesome one and get meditating, you fuckers.